If you're listening to this podcast, it is likely because you're currently being pursued by some sort of extraterrestrial, spiritual, or cryptozoological threat. You probably saw that this show was about these sorts of otherworldly abominations and reckoned it a place of insight. Unfortunately, the following podcast is entirely farcical and will be of little help to anyone. But you're here, so you might as well enjoy the show and pray that it doesn't find you. Welcome back to Lore Folk, a podcast where we riff on all things paranormal. I'm your host, Aiden Kidd, and today I'm joined by my co-host and confidant, Maddie Barr! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. It's another episode. It's a bright, new, shiny episode right for your tender ears to listen to. Let's just jump right in. No intros. No intros. Intros are dead. Hold on, there's a train going by! The train is the intro. The train is the intro. Welcome to Train Intro, where we're going to talk all about trains. Maddie, what's your favorite train? Mm, I like the Empire Builder, which is an Amtrak train that travels from Chicago to Seattle. I was going to say the Infinity Train from Cartoon Network slash HBO Max's Infinity Train, which you can help... Maintain its lifespan as a TV show by listening to it on H... Listening to it? This is not a podcast. Listening to it. (laughs) Everything's a podcast now. By watching it on HBO Max. We're not sponsored in any way, but I just really like this show when they said they haven't been greenlit, but they might get greenlit if people watch it. So watch it, please! I need more more of that show! That's the intro, is me promoing something that didn't get paid for. Um, I actually would like to retract my train statement. My favorite train is the train in Starlight Express. Maddie? That's made of people. It's like, this is, I have absolutely like zero knowledge about Starlight Express or Human Centipede, but I assume it's the (laughs) same principle, but with trains instead of, it's the human train. Andrew Lloyd Webber's Human Centipede. And they're all on like roller skates or something. Oh, that's the worst mental image I've ever had. Maddie. That's my favorite train is the people train. This is our worst intro we've ever done. Oh, this is, this is why we were supposed to get rid of them. Shit. <laughs> Aiden, do something. Oh, Give God, me some yeah, content. Just... All right. Here we have an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who asks, do wizards know that their sorcery is a sham? When I was a kid, I remember going to see a wizard and he was doing all sorts of tricks. He seemed to be really confused by them, though. Like, he kept putting a coin in our ears and would take it out and wonder how it got there. Whoa! He put a rabbit in the cereal box and would wonder how he pull him out of it. Like, he didn't remember the thing he just did a second before. Everything he did was like this. Like, he even would saw this dude in half and didn't think about the shoes on the other end not matching. Hmm. When I was a teenager... I went on a cruise, and there was a wizard, and he was doing all these tricks, but it looked like it was fake. I don't think he knew he was being duped by someone into thinking he had powers or something. A few months ago, I went to a wizard store, and there was a wizard trying to buy crystals from another wizard, and he said that they were magic. I said it said on the case what each crystal did. I bought a spell book and tried to do it myself, but then the power went off. 
It then I did not. It's a fucking novella we're reading here. It then I did not. The sentence. It then I did not another one in the bathroom, and the pipe burst on me. When I went back, the wizard told me I did it wrong, but I did what he said. All right, Maddie. Let, let my mind absorb all that. There's so much to unpack in this juicy, juicy question. There is so much happening here. But I feel like the most important thing is, who's going to break it to wizards? That it's all a scam? That they got duped. Duped? They got taken for a ride. Okay, Maddie. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. What'd you what do? did you have? No, you go first. No, you go first. <laughs> no, no, just go first. We say it no, at the same time. Sh- sh- Aiden, okay, okay. <laughs> Three, one, three, two, two one, scissors. One. Thanos Infinity Gauntlet. That's not what. <laughs> That's not it's how rock, Thanos paper, is Infinity work. Gauntlet, but it's making a a no, Maddie, a rock. Maddie, for trying to cheat, you have to tell wizards. <laughs> Shit! Oh, damn it! Okay, hi wizards. Hello. Um, hey bud, got some bad news for you. Oh, I sure hope it doesn't have to do anything about my magic that I've dedicated my life to. And it's all that I have meaning in life for. Mm-hmm. You're going to want conjure a chair for this one, bud. Okay. Bibbidi-boo. Wow, you conjured it from underneath a blanket. Incredible. Um, I'm just going to cut straight right to the chase. Your magic is fake. What? You've been duped. You've been had. What do you mean? It's all just a scam. It's a little toy. The, the coin is actually inside of a larger coin. You can, you got multiple cups and the balls on top of the cup. You just It's not real. I'm sorry. When you put the swords in the box, there's space for the guy to wiggle around the swords because they bend. I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry for your loss. 20 years of academy training. <laughs> Wasted. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Mother always said she believed in me, and she died with that lie. You know what? You had her fooled, and and that's okay. She she thought it was real, and, and that's beautiful for her. Do you want... Here, can I, can I offer you a tissue? Here, just take... Here, just take this tissue from my lapel. <laughs> Character Who the you, fuck but... are you in the first place? I'm Maddie. Who are you to tell me that my way of life is wrong and that I'm not magic? Um, well, I have a podcast, you see, so I've kind of got some <laughs> internet clout, if you will. Kind of makes me an expert in um anything we decide to discuss. So. Yeah, wizards, get your shit together. We're podcasters. We know what the fuck we're talking about. Exactly. Maybe if you start a podcast about magic... Then it'll be more legitimate. 
Perhaps. If you podcast about it, it becomes real. If you, podcasting is manifesting. <laughs> All the same. Now, what people listening may be thinking is that we're conflating wizards and magicians. And that's why I'm here to tell you that the only actual difference between a wizard and a magician is that one of them shops at Hot Topic. <laughs> and you'll never guess which one it is. The only difference between Gandalf and David Blaine is that one of them really loves My Chemical Romance and the other one's into indie folk. Magicians are just wizards who know it's it's a it's all a sham, but they're fine Magicians with Magicians are just wizards who are also capitalists yes, and are trying exactly. to make money off of this thing, mm-hmm. off of this normally noble art. They're making fools out of regular wizards, these magicians, and it's truly a crime. I just like the part of this question where they say, this magician or wizard or whatever at the beginning, it's like he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> he kept pulling coins out from behind our ears and then being like, what? How'd these get here? Which, does this at this person ask this question like when their math teacher asks them how to do a problem? Are they like, you should know, you're the fucking teacher. <laughs> like, I don't think that the magician's questioning how the coin got back there. For their own benefit. That's for you. That's to be like, whoa, isn't that wacky? Like, I think I think the magician knows how it got there. How could you, an educator, a representative of the mathematician society, put it upon <laughs> me, a five-year-old, to figure out this insurmountable question? No, I don't know what two plus two equals. How should I know? It's never been done before. Yeah, come on. You're teaching me here. So that uh, tickles me, but the rest of this, yeah, magic's a scam. Sorry, wizards. Sorry, wizards. I'm not afraid, though, of of bearing that bad news to them, because what are they going to do? Curse me? (laughs) Oh, Maddie, you're hubris. Because their magic isn't real. (laughs) You're hubris. They'll curse you with spell of dead, Maddie. I think I've already been cursed with that. It's just taking a really (laughs) long time. Aiden, I have a cryptid for us. Tell me all about it. Let me tell you a tale of the Flatwoods monster. The f- I was just I was just thinking about the Flatwoods monster and the fact that it's one of the most popular cryptids and we've never mentioned it once on this show. We have not talked about this. Yeah, I don't know why. Um the Flatwoods monster, which is also known as the Braxton County monster or Frametown monster, is a cryptid sighted in the forests of Flatwoods, West Virginia, and Frametown, West Virginia. Cool. It's believed to be extraterrestrial in nature. So, Initially, this entity was reported as being about 10 feet tall and 4 feet wide and appeared to be some sort of robotic suit or spacecraft rather than organic being. It had a cowl. If you haven't looked this up, by the way, like, look it up. It's it's cool. It looks like a Disney villain. Appeared to be some sort of robotic suit or spacecraft. Otherwise, uh, something, something, two eyes described as portholes, which is cool. Glowing green orange the size of half dollars. Which is really specific when describing eyes. Because I'd say the average human eye is also about the size of a half dollar. So you could have just said eye-shaped, but that's uh, beside the point. Body's metallic, blah, 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 some other stuff, description, description. 
This cryptid was later suggested to be a barn owl and a meteor flying overhead coincidentally at the same time. And that's where I, Maddie Barr, personally draw the line because that explanation is so airtight and so like good and coincidental. And what that says to me is that somebody's cover-up plan for this cryptid is going really, really well. Oh, I was going to say that this clearly means that the Flatwoods monster is the child of an owl and a meteorite. Now that's interesting. Do tell us more about that, Aiden. Well, Maddie. How did it come to be? Sit, sit down. Pop a squat. Oh, shit. Fuck, wait, it's sorry. It's time for me to I, tell you about the me, birds and the bees. Let me move down my standing desk that I've been podcasting at this whole time. Oh, sorry, it's stuck. Wait, let me just... Pull up my chair here. All right, I'm sitting down now, Aiden. Tell me about See, it's funny because I can hear Aiden uh, not laughing. <laughs> You could hear me stewing in the darkness of this closet that I record in. Yeah, Aiden's not at a cool standing desk. I'm recording in a series of boxes. I know that was a funny bit, but I'm not at a standing desk, guys. I'm not like a 35 year old business person. Maddie, you Um, lied to me and I'm sitting under a pile of blankets. Sorry. We're trying to cultivate a parasocial relationship here. We can't be liars, Maddie. How else will they fall for our schemes if not the fact that they love us unconditionally and uncritically? <laughs> I I told such a big truth to the wizards, I thought I had to balance it out with a lie. <laughs> Tell me about this barn owl and this meteor, please. So, well, before we get to that, we have to explain the birds and the bees. And in this case... The bees and the meteors. The bees and... Well, Maddie. The birds and the meteors. The bir- Wait, One of the, no. these things Shit. is already a bird, Maddie. <laughs> Please tell me about the, the bees. When a mommy meteorite and a daddy owl love each other very much, they have some hard, cold, nasty times. Oh. And then a baby freak show is born. And that's how you get the Flatwoods monster. Did you understand sport? Uh, yeah, I guess kind of, Dad. Um, what, uh, how come there's only one? Don't the meteor and the barn owl still love each other? Why is there only one Flatwoods monster? (laughs) Well, you see, son, love fades. Oh, no. And sometimes, and I've been meaning to talk to you about this. Oh, no. (laughs) Dad, please! It's my birthday next week! No! Your mother and I are gonna be living apart now. Uh Uh-oh. We're not getting divorced. We're just separating for a bit, and we're going to see how that goes. You know, I mean, it's two Christmases, son, and it'll be great. And I know you really wanted a brother. You wanted a second Flatwoods monster. but I did. things don't work out that way sometimes. So are you moving to Flatwoods and mom's moving to Frametown? Yes, son. Just like the Flatwoods monster. Son, I have another thing I've been meaning to tell you about. And I, I, I unzip my face. <laughs> and I'm a big owl. <laughs> oh, shit! No! Wait, am, am I the Flatwoods monster? Son, I need to tell you something about yourself. Lean and I was going to wait until you're 18 years old to understand. Oh, no. But you're a Flatwoods monster, son. <gasps> and I unzip your face. You unzip my own face? <laughs> oh, shit! All that fucking skincare I've been doing for nothing? <laughs> On this fake body? 
<laughs> Do you know how hard puberty is? How, who, how did you install acne on this fake mask I've been wearing? What the hell? It was very complicated. Oh my god. I'm the Flatwoods monster. And then at that moment, a, like, a meteorite just kind of hovers on by in the doorway. <laughs> did you tell him? Yes, honey, I told him. Don't call me honey anymore, Stuart. <laughs> oh, God. Not in front of the boy. You're going to make him think that things are normal still. Oh, oh, no. Some riveting family drama there. Really took a turn. Yeah, geez. So that's the Flatwoods monster. It's me, but also it's in West Virginia. So go go check it out. Here we are in the ad break. It's where we make up ads because nobody's paying us to do this. Maddie, explain to the people how they can pay us to stop doing this. If you want to pay us to stop, buy an ad. Go to pnnpodcast.com slash advertising and purchase an ad from us. We sell $5 ads, which are for serious business inquiries and projects, and we sell $6 ads, which are for fun shoutouts and memes. So if you want to buy an ad, do it. Right now. You won't. Anyway, um, pnnpodcast.com slash advertising, and buy an ad today. Yay. Maddie, give us an ad. This episode of Lorefolk is sponsored in part by the desire to be liked. I need it, Aiden needs it, and you, the listeners, also need to be liked. So I will thank you now, letting you know that I like you a lot for listening. And your continued support tells Aiden and I that we're also liked. The need to be liked thanks us all. Please don't stop listening, lest we all end this hellish cycle of pain and pleasure. And listen to Lorefolk today. Without your approval, the darkness creeps back in. Aiden, give us an ad! This episode of Lorefolk is sponsored by the disembodied voice of Phil Collins. Sick of headphones? Tired of your AirPods falling out? Can't be left alone with your own thoughts? Well, then you gotta try the disembodied voice of Phil Collins. For just $19.99, Phil Collins will sing the soundtrack of your life to you in a non-diegetic fashion. Completely original songs personalized to your experience. Lyrics that don't so much explain literally what is happening or express your emotions, but just kind of articulate the tone and greater themes of the moment. Tell your doctor if your life is or has recently been a diegetic musical, as engaging with Phil Collins may cause heart failure. Some may experience insomnia, headaches, and montages. If you or a loved one are currently a part of a morality tale or a coming-of-age story, you may already have Phil Collins, and a second dose may prove fatal. Phil Collins can inhibit your ability to fight off infections such as tuberculosis. Tell everybody you're on your way to a better tomorrow with the disembodied voice of Phil Collins. Aiden, I have a question for us. Say it right this moment. If aliens came to our planet and said, bring us to your leader, 
who would you pick as the world's leader? Now, there's lots of discussion in the comments of this of like, well, what country did, did the aliens land in? And well, what year is it? And like all this dumb stuff. But what I want to know is how well do you think it would work out if I was just like, hey, dad, there's some aliens at the door. Can you um, can you deal with this? Because I feel like dads are pretty solid. <laughs> I think something dads. that a lot of people of our age range often hate is making doctor's appointments by ourselves and not having our parents do that. Sure. Having an alien ask you to take you to its leader is kind of like the ultimate form of that, of really wanting to pawn it off onto somebody else. Who's to say that my dad or your dad or anyone's dad couldn't be the world someone's dad is the world leader so i'll just be like oh um who's responsible dold i know ah adam boom alien problems solved aiden who would you pick as the world's leader sonic the hedgehog barack obama is sonic the hedgehog a viable answer (laughs) i'm just trying to get something Who would you pick as the am world I leader? Allowed, am I allowed to animate Ogilvy the Hedgehog fourth from the second dimension? Aiden, who would you pick as the world leader? And why is it Danny DeVito? Go. I mean, I don't think there's anything to say. I think we'd all pick Danny DeVito. It's kind of a low-hanging fruit, don't you think? Everybody's going to go with Danny DeVito. I'm going to go with the highly controversial take of us... Spending money. We stall the aliens. Okay, we stall the aliens and we have to make Sonic the Hedgehog real before then. Oh, I thought this was going to be... I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if the listeners know this, but I happen to be a Sonic the Hedgehog expert. And in Sonic the Hedgehog comics lore of the Archie version, the only true Sonic comic experience, Mm -hmm. uh, Sonic's world as we know it, Mobius, as in the games, is actually a result of aliens called the Zorda, I believe was what their names are, X-Rota or something like that. And they came down to Earth and they asked to see our leader and the U.S. government shot the ambassador, which then the aliens then retaliated by plunging the planet Earth into a nuclear holocaust. So I think that the only responsible way to handle this situation in a real-world setting is to bring the protagonist of such a series with such lore who could handle the situation with the (laughs) utmost care is Ogilvy Sonic the Hedgehog. You can't bring Sonic. They know Sonic. They were just there with Sonic in the nuclear holocaust. You gotta bring somebody else. They'll be like, wait a minute. Hey, hey, wait a second. What? Remember when we did that thing where we where they murdered our guy? This this hedgehog, he looks familiar. So either you you pick Sonic that's was not only Sonic, born millions or... of years after that fact. Oh, is that after? Oh, well shit. I guess you can bring Sonic. Maybe throw some And also I don't think the aliens in this situation will be familiar with Sonic the Hedgehog comics lore. Well, they might. <laughs> Who knows? They're big Sega fans. They're big. Yeah, that's why they're here. They're, it's a test, actually. And you just pass. They say, bring us to your leader. And they know that Sonic's not really the leader, but they want to see Sonic anyway. And they're just hoping that they stumble upon a Sonic super fan such as yourself. Okay, so how do we go about making Sonic real for this situation, though? It's the government calling my house. Did you hear that? 
<laughs> what? Oh, our They're house coming for you. Our house phone's ringing. I don't know if it's picking up on my fancy microphone. I can't hear it. Oh, okay. Well, the fucking FBI is knocking on my door. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, she knows too much." Are Get you her! Sonic real in there? Stop it! Just kidding. It's a spam call. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> everybody, everybody, come back out from under the tables you were hiding under. How do we make Sonic real? I think the only way to do this right is to take. Uh, Jaleel White and Ben Schwartz mm-hmm. and all the people who have voiced him in the video games whose names I'm forgetting in the moment. John and Steve. You take them and you get a bunch of blue dye and a real actual hedgehog and you just fucking zap those motherfuckers into a singular brain using a contraption that's attached to all of their individual heads. Mm-hmm. And that will birth us a real life Sonic with the infinite knowledge of all different variations of the character. The ultimate Sonic. One might call him the ultimate life form. <laughs> Move over, Shadow. <laughs> Boo. What if we put some VR headsets on the aliens, like right when they land, and we're like, oh, the. The oxygen is poisonous to your eyes, so you have to wear these. And they'll be like, cool, cool, whatever. We just want to have a little diplomatic chat. And then, boom, it's VR Sonic. That way we don't have to sacrifice a hedgehog and Ben Schwartz and all those other people that you mentioned. And it's like super cool VR Sonic. And they'll never know the difference. Here's an idea. What we could do is we could kill the ambassador alien. And then they'll nuke the planet Earth. And then over the course of a million years, the primordial soup will sputter and cough. And from forth its juices will emerge a new super race of animal slash humanoids who will then populate the planet. And eventually, Bernadette Hedgehog and Jules Hedgehog will have a son named Ogilvy. And then Sonic will be real. It will cost, you know, it's kind of self-defeating because to get... Sonic, to save the planet from aliens, we have to lose to the aliens to create Sonic. It's kind of this Ouroboros situation that has no real ending. It's a bit of a long con, but that's fine. It's a long con with very little payoff in the well-being of our lives. We will be giving birth to a whole new generation of monstrous people creatures. Yeah, but it's the legacy of Sonic that makes it worth it. Knowing that Sonic will be there in the future, that's all I need to pass on with the aliens. I guess what I'm trying to let the listeners know is that if an alien lands on Earth and asks me to take it to its leader, I will kill it specifically to plunge us into nuclear war just so that in billions of years, Sonic will be born. I will sacrifice all of humanity to make the Sonic Archie comics real, I swear to God. All right, I have an encounter story from a Reddit user named Beneficial Stomach who writes, 15 foot tall humanoid cryptids? So my friends and I were on the second floor of one of their houses and it literally looked like a humanoid figure walked past the window, a 15 to 16 foot tall man. This is obviously not possible and I was wondering if there are any sort of cryptozoological creatures who fit this description. I'm a skeptic when it comes to this stuff, but it still interests me. If it helps, I live in the New England area. Thank you in advance. 
Oh. First off, you're welcome in advance, because I don't know if this bit's going to be funny or not. Oh, that's old Johnny Stiltfeet. He accidentally walked into a big old vat of glue with his stilts on, and now he's attached to them for all time. And now he, what, roams the country? <laughs> In his stilts! A freak! A cast-out freak! Excommunicated <laughs> by society for his freakish legs! And he's desperately trying to explain people, no, they're just stilts, I promise. They're like, no! I can't tell, because there's a layer of glue that normally you can tell uh, where stilts end, because there's feet there. But there's a thick layer of glue that covers the transition from foot to stilt. Do you think these kind of people freak out when they have those circus performers who wear stilts and they're in like big clown pants so you can't <laughs> see and they're just big long legs? This Reddit user's like, what the fuck is that? Is it possible that this man is being taunted by clown stilters? Maybe. I think he got clown stilters beneficial stomach. You got clown stilted? Is this the new wave? Remember back in, what was it, 2016? When everybody was dressing up as clowns and terrorizing neighborhoods. Mm. Is this the second wave? Is this the progression? Is a terrorizing cavalcade of stilt clowns? Everyone's at home. So all the terrifying clowns were like, oh, I, can't, I can't. How do we get to all these people? They won't see me if I'm just out in the street. And they're like, wait a minute. We have technology. And now they're s- stilt clowning in everybody's second story windows or apartments so that we we can still see them and be terrified. So beneficial stomach, you are on the front line. You're a first responder to this crisis of the future clown crisis. And we thank you for your service. But do know that we will be tossing you into the unforgiving maw of this endless war with the clown people. But here's the thing, Maddie, is that with this second wave, these clowns, these murder clowns, have just outed themselves as mortal. Oh? Because they are vertically social distancing with their stilts, which means they're worried about attracting diseases such as the coronavirus. Oh, and shit. soon, and which means that they are not immune to chemical warfare. We can end this war here and now before it truly starts. It's a desperate attempt to look scarier to freak us out, but in reality, it's an admittance of weakness. If it stilts, it's afraid. We will persevere. We will fight against it. For if they can bleed, they can die. You could just kick the stilts, right? A good kick to the stilt shin. And they'll fall over. Maddie. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Lorefuck. We're at the end of the podcast now. Yay. I never know how to end these. Thanks. I love you. You listened so good to this episode. Your ears, 10 out of 10. Can't believe how well you're listening. And if you're not, if you fell asleep, you just zoned back in. You're like, I wasn't listening. That's okay. I forgive you. If you want to send something into the show, be it a personal encounter story or just something spooky that you found online that you want us to talk about or a question you have regarding the paranormal or sci-fi, whatever, you can go ahead and send it over to lorefolksubmissions at gmail.com. Just make sure you include your name and pronouns when you do so. 
Don't forget to follow us on all our social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and such. Yeah. We post stuff occasionally. All right. Bye. I've been Aiden Kidd. I've been Maddie Barr. That's right. We did an actual outro where we said our names again. We never do that because we're now a professional podcast more than ever. Professionalism's off the charts here at Lorefolk.